Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Always a Friend. Buddy, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. This is the podcast where we talk about every Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order, one by one. My name is Rob Carmack. I'm joined here, as always, by my good friend J.B. Clark. J.B., how we doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. Good. Well, yeah. uh, say what? I just said yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said before, we're, we're going through the alphabet. We're going one by one. This is a thing that we've done before, but now we're, we're doing our, our second lap. It's our fourth season. It's a long story. Go back to couple episodes ago where we explain it yeah but ba- basically uh we're we're doing we're doing our second lap through the alphabet we're catching all the stuff that either didn't exist or we missed along the way and this is one of the uh, in the latter category this is one we missed this is from we're talking about the song always a friend from the 2008 uh ep the four song ep uh magic tour highlights and um, we actually covered every song from this except this song, it, just because I completely forgot about this song, and for good reason, because this is a forgettable song. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Magic Tour Highlights is a four-song EP released by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band following the 2007-2008 tour promoting the album Magic, of course. And interesting fact about this EP, Magic Tour Highlights contains absolutely zero songs from the album Magic. Right. Um, well, that's how you get people to buy the EP. I guess so. But, I mean, I would have been more excited about the EP if it had been, like, live cuts of actual songs from Magic. But, yeah. But instead, it's, like, The Ghost of Tom Joad. It's this song. It's Turn, 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 uh, which we which we covered. And then there's one more that I can't remember. I, I, I can't even remember the fourth song in the fourth, fourth song EP. Let me, let me look it up before people start emailing us. I wonder if I have it here. Fourth of July, Asbury Park, Sandy, which makes sense because um, this uh, the proceeds from the sales of this EP went to support the Danny Federici Melanoma Fund because Danny Federici was or Federici was one of the founding members of the E Street Band who died earlier in 2008 while the band was out on the Magic Tour. Yeah. So, uh, so it makes sense that Sandy because Sandy was like Danny's spotlight song. So it makes sense that that song would have been on there. They actually had to schedule a handful of concert dates or reschedule a handful of concert dates so that the band could attend the funeral. It was very sad. So, uh, so it makes sense that if you're going to do a fundraiser in the name of Danny Federici, that you include a recording of Sandy. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, like I said, we've already re- covered every song, other song on this EP, but we did miss this one on our first lap, so we're covering it now. So, this song, Basic Facts, this song is was written by Alejandro Escovito and Chuck Prophet, and Alejandro Escovito is featured on this track. He actually sings lead, so it's not even really a Bruce Springsteen performance. It's, it's the E Street Band behind Alejandro Escovito. Yes. Uh, and so, this, this recording was performed at the Houston Stop on the Magic Tour in 2008, and it was the opening track. And it, this isn't even like, th- here's the thing. This isn't even like a classic, like well-known standard type song. Like when Roger um, Gwynn comes out, McGuinn comes out and does Turn, Turn, Turn. Like, yeah, he's one of the birds. So he's going to come out and do like one of the birds' most famous songs. This is a song that had come out earlier in that same year on Alejandro Escovito's album Real Animal. So it's not, not only is this not like a classic song that everybody's going to know, it, this was like a brand new song. It kind of feels like a PR tour. It it does, and when I mean, I realize that Bruce doesn't do anybody else's PR for him. Yeah. But at the same time, I I do wonder, like, couldn't Escovito have come out and done any other song? You know what I mean? Like this yeah. song makes no sense. Uh, to well, me. it is a good song. It, he does 
he doesn't do a great job on it. It's that's uh, the thing. The song is yeah. fine. This the song the song is a bowl of vanilla ice cream. I it's, think the song's great on his record. Did you listen to it on the record? Yeah, yeah. Good for you for doing your due diligence. I didn't even do that. No, I mean it's a he's like a classic Texas songwriter guy. He, you he know? is, yeah. He's been around for a while. And he's got a body of work that they probably could have dived oh, into. Oh yeah, a he's bit prolific. Further. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Um Yeah. So, and honestly, I've never spent a whole lot of time, despite the fact that I lived in Texas for two decades, I have not spent much time listening to Alejandro Escovito, and I always kind of forget that this record exists, this recording, this version of this recording exists. Yeah, he's one of those names that, like, reminds me to listen to any other (laughs) Texas song, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Do you, yeah, do you have a favorite Escovito song? I don't know. No. I don't. I, I have no opinions on his music. I really do like this one on the record, but yeah. I don't have one that I like turn to a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm and granted I'm a little bit annoyed at myself that I didn't include this on the master list on our first lap because it existed. It was it was fully out there. I just missed it. And uh, because I did, I honestly I kind of discounted it because Bruce isn't even singing on it, so I sort of was like, eh, I kind of shrugged it off. But I mean, you know, we Bruce does the, the back the BGVs. Yeah, he does, and which I mean, the same for Fine Fine Boy. It's just I like a Fine Fine Boy a lot better. Than, yeah, than this, this is song. very similar to a Fine Fine Boy in that it's just like the E Street Band backing up, a backing up artist. another. Yeah. Well, uh, I wouldn't put uh, Alejandro the same. Boat is Darlene, but I mean he's he's great. He's certainly great. Yeah, it's. I think it's got some some fun lyrics. I will say this version of it is like all chorus, which is a thing that like when a bunch of old famous songwriters get together and play each other songs in a big group, they sing the chorus a million times. Yeah, they do. This song is like two minutes of other stuff and four minutes of them just being like, "Was I always a friend to you?" Over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I question whether or not, like, on a tour that was as epic and, like, well-received as the Magic Tour, I do kind of question, was this really one of the top four highlights of the Magic Tour? You know what I'm saying? Like, of uh-huh. all the things that they could have put on the CP. If, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I went to the Magic Tour and Bon Jovi came out and did a duet with Bruce on Glory Days. That's uh, a highlight right there. That's that. That's a Magic Tour highlight. Bruce, though, also loves to hook a friend up. He does. He does. He's a, he's a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's... I don't know. Yeah. Otherwise... I got I have very little to say about this. In yeah. fact, I, I've kind of I've kind of reached my limit. If you're gonna if you're gonna check this song out, y'all gotta listen to the Alejandro's actual song. It's uh, I think the chorus is cool, or like the pre-chorus. It's yeah. uh, you know where he's like, ha ha ha, you know, mm. drink my wine, smoke my smoke. He's just <laughs> like he's you know it's like a cool you know cadence and you know yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I, I, I probably should have gone and listened to the actual recording. I just I I care so little it's about fun. this recording that I had very little reason to like yeah. seek it out further. So sure. Um, but you're you're you did the right thing by going back and listening <laughs> to it. I'm in the wrong here. I admit at that. So yeah. Man. How many uh, uh, friends 
Do you give this song? Oh, I had the same metric written down. Look at us in sync. Uh, I give it two. What about you? Yeah, two. Because like, I'm not gonna ding anybody all the way for shouting out a prolific Texas singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not bad enough to be a one. It's not. It's no. not bad. I just don't care. It's a good and, song. It's a iffy performance. And like the music, the backup music is just like. It feels like what they would do to any song, you know? Yeah. Like if uh, if we were if this is a Jimmy Fallon and they were like, all right, sing uh, a song about being friends as performed by everyone at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony concert. <laughs> That's the music yes. that the Roots would play. You know, like they would just start playing that. They were like, ba ba da ba, dun da 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 da. You know, like. So, totally. Oh my gosh, the intro 100% sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like the roots? Yeah, it just sounds like the roots on Jimmy Fallon playing their version of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony concert or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, major digression here, but in our first episode of this season, back when we did Your Love uh, keeps me li- keeps lifting me higher and higher, um we asked the question, like, who is not inducted into the Hall of Fame that you would like to see inducted? And neither of us could think of anybody, like, off the top of our heads, we just couldn't think of any names, really. And what's funny is, the week that we recorded, just a couple of days ago, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame released their 2023 ballot. So, um, and I, there are artists on this ballot that I did not realize were not yet in the Hall of Fame that I absolutely would have made my answer. So, All right, hit me with it. You want to hit it? Okay, yeah. the first one is, is my answer to the question, who needs to be in the Hall of Fame that isn't already, which is Warren Zevon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I did not realize Warren Zevon was not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Warren Zevon should probably be in there. He absolutely should be in there. Yeah. So, so he's on the ballot, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if any Hall of Fame voters listen to this podcast, but if you do... For God's sakes, listen, like, go, please vote for Warren Zevon. If you like Janie Needs a Shooter, then you like Warren Zevon. Yeah. Um, I had a friend in high school whose whole personality was listening to Werewolves in London on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, you know, it's funny. It, it, I was just talking about Warren Zevon to somebody else the other day, and um, I can't remember what the context was, but I was in a meeting at the bank where I work, and um, somebody, and I mentioned Warren Zevon, and somebody looked at me and said, I've never heard of Warren Zevon. I said, you, you probably would only know his his major hit, which is Werewolves of London. And then the guy sitting next to him, this like 70-year-old banker from Oklahoma goes, ah, woo! <laughs> <laughs> that's so that was, that's my Warren Zevon story for the week. That feels um, like a, I can see that, like I feel like I've been in that room before. Yeah, man, it was it was fun. It was tight. So, so Warren Zevon's on the ballot. Sheryl Crow is on the ballot. All right. I can um, do that. I'm for that. Uh, the White Stripes. All right. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, who absolutely deserve to be in. For sure. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, hold on. I just lost it. And then Soundgarden. Okay, I'm for it. I'm for that, yeah. George Michael. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Cindy Lauper. Okay. And it looks like it's it's a series of Rolling Stone covers, and there's one that has Missy Elliott, Alicia Keys, and Eve on it, and I'm not sure which one, if not all three, are in on the ballot. So I so I'm only looking at the Rolling Stone um, announcement of who's who's on the ballot. So I'm not sure if it's all three of them or just like one or two of them, and they just featured them on the cover at the same time. So um, 
But of those three, I would probably say, I don't know, either Missy Elliott or Missy Elliott or Alicia Keys. Uh, yeah, probably deserves at least consideration. Keys for sure, baby. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a, it's a solid ballot. Uh, if if I'm if I'm a voter, Warren Zevon's got my vote. You know, I like Soundgarden yeah. though. I I, th- I think Soundgarden uh, is is a much, especially in the aftermath of Chris Cornell's death. You know, like yeah. I, it, it's probably it's probably time for them to to be considered. Dude, but. Soundgarden's guitar tones should just be in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah, absolutely, they were great. Well, the, and just like that's what rock and roll sounds like now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what like a big chorus in an anthemic pop song sounds like. Sounds like a Soundgarden guitar part. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, and they're. Um, Super Unknown is such a great album, and I, I, I'm uh, I, I really loved their first two albums when I was in high school, and so I um, I'm, I'm rooting for them. Even like quiet worship songs, like turned all the way down in the background, is like Pearl Jam <laughs> Soundgarden riffs. Yeah. Oh man. Just like open power chords, just like octave power chords without the middle. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Sorry. good stuff, man. It's riffs, good. No, baby. I- <laughs> I riffs. appreciate you geeking out on, on stuff like that. That's <laughs> I fun. live for riffs, dude. <laughs> I live for riffs. Um, another thing that we could talk about, but it's going to feel a little bit dated when this episode finally releases, uh, is is the fact that as we record this, uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band have performed one show on their current tour. We're, we're recording this on February the 2nd, which is the day after the Tampa show. And I'm and I, neither of us went to the Tampa show, but at the same time, I feel so excited that the Tampa show happened. Like, the, the set list is exciting. By the time this episode drops, we will have, um, in, unless something terrible happens, we will have both been to the Dallas show and seen Bruce live yeah. ourselves. So Dude, we, Jesse was just sitting at his computer hitting refresh, <laughs> waiting on that set list to drop. Oh, yeah, I was too, man. <laughs> And by the way, if you're interested, I'm just going to give a free plug to a different podcast. There's a uh, Springsteen podcast called None But the Brave that uh, they were those guys were there and uh, at, in, in Tampa and they did a they did an immediate aftermath. and It was pretty interesting. So, um, you know, just, you know, I, I wish I was there and I'm, I'm super excited that we get to go see him in Dallas pretty soon. And oh, dude, when, it's going to be so good. When when this episode drops, we will have seen it like that, that, that will be in the past. He better play Candy's Room. He's played it around. Like he played it the night after I saw him last time. Yeah, he played it at the last show I saw him at. He played it in Jersey. He and, played it at Tulsa like the night after. Yeah, and um, and he he played no, it Kansas in Tampa. City. Yeah, Kansas. That's right. And he played it in Tampa last night. Yeah, so, played it in Tampa last night. So I li- I like that it's at the very least it's in the conversation. Like it's some it's it's part of the the the, the set list construction so far. Yeah. After it's one show. Up. Yeah, but we know that Bruce very famously, like the further into a tour he gets, the more he opens up the set list. Yeah. So it's and I, there was one guy on Twitter who was like complain that I saw who was complaining like no rarities here. Like, are you kidding me? For like, first of all, he did five songs from Letter to You, which all of those are rarities. That's the first time he's played any of those. Yeah. And so um, and also it's been six years since these guys have played together live. We've had a pandemic since then. Yeah. Well, Every just, song feels like a rarity. Just rock for a minute, man. Yeah. So um, I, I don't care if he gets up and just plays all the hits. I'm yeah, dude. I'm, I'm gonna love every second of that. Shit. Just feed me the riffs, baby. I mean, and I love I love rarities as much as the next guy. I've sure. I've seen him seven times. I, I love to see things that are hard to catch. But at the same time, if, if Bruce just wants to get up there and have fun for three hours, I am not about to complain. Yeah. So, um, he and can... it, it sounds like the band was really having a good time. So I'm I'm just exci- I'm just excited that it's happening. He could play only the strong survive front to back, and I'd be pumped. 
I'd, I'd get into that. Yeah. yeah. I, I would I would prefer more things. I mean, he did, I think at the Tampa show, he did two songs from Only Strong Survive. And that sounds about right to me. Um, but I'm, I'm excited he's doing a lot of Letter to You. Letter to You is a really good album. And I, I want to hear those songs live. Yeah. The reason I really thought I was thinking about Only the Strong Survive a lot today because I was like, the E Street Band could crush like half of those songs, like crush them. Yeah. And there's a horn section that they're touring yeah. with right now. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, and I heard a little snippet of, of Night Shift that they did, and it sounds so good. So good. So good. I just picked up Only in the Strong Survive on vinyl this week. It, uh, I, I turned 42 this week, and I, uh, I, I, t- I took myself to the record store and bought Only in the Strong Survive. So that's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah, man, that's what I did. Um, I also got a Big Star record, but that's neither here nor there. Ugh. <laughs> I picked up Radio City. I already had um, number one record, but I, yeah. I didn't have Radio City. You so. got me into number one record. I, I've listened to it a few times since you told me to. Number one record is great. It's a good song. I really I love record. that album. Yeah, it's very, very good. Um, it, I, I, I often change out the lyrics to When My Baby's Beside Me to When My JB's Beside Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's great. <laughs> That's and great. on that note, I think I think we may be done with this one. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked all. about Alejandro Escovito in like ten minutes, so I think we're done. No, no, we're <laughs> but he's great. Check him out. Check him all out. All right, I'll, I'll I'll give it another swing. Not not this recording necessarily, but I'll I'll yeah. go I'll, I'll dive deeper into his catalog. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, on the next episode, we're going to be talking about the song "Any Other Way." Speaking of only the strong survive, any other way. Um, so we're going to get back into that. And until next time, I'm Rob. That's JB. And y'all keep on rocking. That's a new outro. I love it. (laughs) 